Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business and the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha and joining with me is our food delivery expert. Matt Staub. All right, I, I, I'd take that. I mean, I don't know about expert, but at least it's more accurate than normal. So off to a good start, I guess. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I don't know how I'm going to finish this episode. Not only am I hungry again, of course, but I just, I haven't eaten anything today. I think I had some gummy bears and I just got done with the run. So this is going to be a tough episode for me. I don't know how you did that. You don't know how or why. Running without having any sort of, I mean, you're, so you're working on like negative calories right now. <laughs> I don't like running on a full stomach, so it, well, <laughs> that's ideal for me anyway. There is a middle ground where you eat at normal times during the day and, <laughs> and then go running at a, at a more reasonable time after, but. That's true. That requires reasonableness. Yeah, I guess so. So that's definitely not what DoorDash did in this uh, recent lawsuit that was filed. And it was even worse than I first thought that was reported. I actually did a little bit deeper digging to see. You mean when we first recorded this episode? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This is our second try. I mean, I was I was so sick last week that I don't know what I think. We, I think I did record the episode. I just didn't save it. So this is our, our round two of it, but uh, bigger and better, right? Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I, I don't remember how the last one went, so yeah, I'll just assume it's better. But so DoorDash, what they are is... Wait, wait should I record this episode too? <laughs> yeah, let me hit record. Yeah, preferably. So they're a food delivery service. Think of it as Uber, but for, for food, I guess, in a way. I, don't, I mean, I guess people can figure out what a food delivery service is. I don't need to explain it, but... <laughs> I Yeah, that's been around for a while. That's a f- independent third-party food delivery service. I think actually the last time we got a delivery was pizza delivery. We found out later they used a third party and it was so, it went so poorly that I've since not had a food delivery in, I mean, it's been at least <laughs> three years, I think. Really? I would just prefer to go out and do it myself as opposed to rely on somebody and have to pay them extra. And it's not that difficult to go do it in my opinion, but. Well, th- this is definitely a sidetrack, but getting deliveries in buildings are always complicated. And then if you if you order in the evening, it can take like two hours sometimes, like or at least in this area. So you're right. There is there is some complications, but I guess that's what DoorDash is trying to solve that problem. I think the idea is that all these restaurants, the majority of restaurants don't have a delivery service through the restaurant. So DoorDash is acting as an intermediary between the two, saying now every restaurant or many restaurants can now deliver food to the customers. Apparently, whether they agree to it or not, which seems to be the issue here with In-N-Out amongst a couple other things. But so basically what they did was put In-N-Out as one of their possible delivery restaurants without In-N-Out's consent and started delivering their food. Then in April of 2014, In-N-Out asked DoorDash to not only stop delivering their food, but stop using their logo. I'll get into that in a minute, but let's just keep that in mind. No response. May of 2014, in and out sent a follow-up letter. By the way, that, that no response is a, is a big deal. I mean, yeah. <laughs> when you get a cease and desist letter from a national corporation, maybe from it's a rinky-dinky you know, law firm or business or whatever, but you should definitely take something like that seriously. Yeah, I would imagine that in and out in terms of all the, all the different restaurants I have up there on DoorDash, it has to be one of the largest ones. Pretty big. Yeah. So yeah, no response. And a follow-up in May of 2014, Finally got a response in October, 
from the CEO of, of DoorDash saying that, you know, they're, they're going to remove them as an option, stop delivering the food, et cetera. At some point, they got back up there on the site and then July of 2015, again, asked them to stop using their so-called logo and stop delivering. No response. August 2015, cease and desist letter, no response. September 2015, second cease and desist, no response. Lawsuit filed in November. Yep. So over this, what, one and a half year period, they had five different times they tried to reach out to them. They got one response and who knows whether that, how long they actually took it down for. So right off the bat, we're dealing with a company that's probably not run very efficiently or at least correctly, at least from a legal standpoint. Well, I think the, the by far the worst part if I followed your story right, they first contacted DoorDash in April of 2014, mm -hmm. then again in May 2014, and then October, they respond saying it's going to be removed, but then in July 2015, they get another letter because apparently DoorDash replaced the In-N-Out logo with their own worse logo that is almost exactly like In-N-Out. It uses the same colors, I don't know, similar font at least, and similar arrangement. And somehow they, you know, they think that that's not going to be trademark infringement in the sense, in the sense that okay, well, if using their logo is infringement, using a logo that's similar is not. And I don't know who made that decision on DoorDash's part, but it just seems so silly that there's there's just no way that a lawyer was involved in that decision, you know? Yeah, it couldn't have been. And give them a little bit, give DoorDash a little bit of credit, I guess, and say maybe that these letters were sent and someone else dropped the ball, some lower level person dropped the ball. But the fact that they've got five different correspondences from In and Out should mean something. I'm trying to look, just to go back, the first time they reached out to them, In and Out requested that they remove their trademark. So it looks like the logo was theirs the first time. And then once it got back up at some point, that's when they started using that created logo. I mean, they, they had to pay somebody to make this fake logo, whether it be an employer, they contracted it out like that. Just think about that for a minute. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Somebody prepared this logo at some point, which just doesn't make any sense to me at all. And, you know, I, I get that, like, you know, sometimes people in business may not realize exactly what infringement is, but it seems as though that people in graphic design at least understand some basics of trademark law and copyright law. I, most likely they have an in-house designer and you go to the designer, hey, draft me a logo or design me a logo that's like In-N-Out but <laughs> different. You're right. It, I can't picture it. It's it's goofy. That also says In-N-Out. Like it's not that even like draft that. me something that looks like it. Like I just want to copy it and someone's like, okay, that's I, I can do that. It seems like a good idea. Yeah. So it was clearly infringement on that part. And actually, in and out goes through quite a bit of detail of all the different trademarks that they have. So you can read that in the complaint if you want. But in addition to the infringement case, we have this unfair competition that's that's happening. And let me get to their argument here, in and outs argument. I mean, their whole problem is, so once their product leaves their store, they have no control over the quality that's maintained of it. Obviously, they have no control how long it takes to get to the customer. And so, I mean, they basically want that quality control period to be all through in and out which people come to the restaurant and get it. And once it leaves their store, they lose that completely. And it's compounded by the fact that they never even consented to this deal in the first place. Whether or not in and out is, is really concerned about meeting up to the same standards or, or that kind of argument, it seems a little shaky to me. I think at the end, what they're worried about is their brand. And 
They don't want to be diluted. They want people in the restaurant. They like, I think they like it when it's busy. I mean, you've seen it and out. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you're a fan or not, but there's always like a huge line with the drive through and inside. Always. And they take forever. <laughs> they actually don't have In-N-Out in Houston. My go-to alternative, which I think I like better is Elevation Burger. And I'm looking at DoorDash and actually Elevation Burger and my other favorite restaurant in Houston, Istanbul Grill, are both on there. I don't know if by permission or not, but they're both kind of not conveniently close. So actually this would be nice to get. The idea of DoorDash, it's all in under an hour, right? From the time you place the order, is that, or? They list the restaurant and then they give the estimate. I mean, some of them are above an hour, but most of them are just under an hour, 50, 60 minutes. But I think their, their main customers are Taco Bell and 7-Eleven. I think they even advertise that they're trying to basically do 45 minute turnaround for 7-Elevens. Yeah, that's two pretty big companies that I believe are owned by the same company. They may have an affiliation. Taco Bell KFC is, so I just assumed it was. Definitely, Taco Bell KFC. And so, you know, this lawsuit with trademark infringement, we covered a while back, skiplagged.com. Yeah. They were sued because they were taking advantage of some loophole in the airline industry, and he was putting actual logos of Skiplag, and it looked like there was some kind of affiliation. And of course, these airlines sue him for trademark infringement because they didn't like what he was doing, frankly. But I think ultimately they worked something out, and maybe that's something like that would happen here, but it seems like In-N-Out is not too keen on having a delivery service nor a third-party delivery service. No, not at all. And I mean, that would make sense. It's To me, fast food, well, pretty much any food, but particularly fast food goes down in quality every second. (laughs) That's true. It goes down at a higher rate than I think like a a pizza would, for example, but. I wouldn't say that with In-N-Out, my humble opinion, but definitely other fast food for sure. Well, you don't even go there, so you already made that clear. Can't value that opinion. I haven't been there in a while, but it's definitely uh, one of my favorites. I mean, so I don't even get what DoorDash was thinking in this, despite the fact they just seem to ignore everything. You know, once they got that initial request and they listened to it a couple of times and, you know, agreed to take it down, they, they put it back up. I mean, I think that's going to be the biggest issue other than not responding at all. in and out tried to make things fairly easy and DoorDash, you know, I don't know if they lied about it or... There might be a reason why they didn't take it down. I don't know why the, the whole different logo thing is weird to me, but one reason they may not have taken down is that I bet you... All these, I'm looking in Houston here. I mean, the the restaurants, I mean, some of my favorite restaurants are on here. There's no way that these guys have a contract with each of these restaurants. Yeah. My assumption is, maybe I'm wrong, but DoorDash's model is such that they just, they'll order it for you and they'll go pick it up and so forth. Hey, what's wrong with that? Why do I need the restaurant's permission to do so? And if In-N-Out withdraws its consent and I follow suit, that means that I have to do that with every single restaurant that does that. And maybe for DoorDash, they're thinking, well, why would they want to take DoorDash away, especially if they don't have a delivery service? But at the same time, there's going to be chain restaurants like In-N-Out. It's going to be a huge staple for their website that if they just remove, it actually may hurt their business. So maybe maybe they don't want to give in in that respect. Putting that aside, I mean, the, the liability aspect for In-N-Out has to be there too. If there's some sort of you know, issue with the food that the people get. I mean, even I, I mean, if you want to really stretch it out, I guess if there was some sort of like car accident and I don't know if they could sue in and out, but it, it, they could get pulled into it. I mean, I don't think anything would happen, but it's just something they'd have to, to deal with. But it's the same thing. Like I think in and out may make that argument, but I think it's, it's not a very strong argument because no. And as you know, I, I think you know that, but yeah, if I hire someone to go pick me up some Taco Bell, which I'm <laughs> starting to think about, 
right now, whether it's DoorDash or somebody else, and, and somehow I get sick from the food, if that person that got the food causes sickness and I prove that, then of course, you know, I can't sue Taco Bell for that. And same with vice versa. You know, if Taco Bell was the cause of the sickness, which is not unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, some kind of food poisoning or what have you, then, you know, the delivery driver is not going to be responsible for that. Yeah. So another thing with them, too, and going back to what a thing you said a few minutes ago, supposedly a spokesman for DoorDash says that most of the businesses listed on the site have been informed and are willing partners Okay, decline to provide actual numbers. But I guess for some of the ones that aren't listed, maybe for some of the ones that are, who knows, but definitely for some of the ones that aren't, they are taking some of the menu items, DoorDashes, and upping the price on them a couple dollars here and there. So, you know, the... The restaurant prices are going to stay the same. DoorDash is tacking on a little bit of money in addition to whatever fees they have, or maybe that's built in. I don't know. But I mean, that's another issue too. They're making these unknowing or unwilling companies or restaurants prices look look inflated. I mean, that's, I don't really get the point of that. Just have the normal prices and add on whatever fee you're going to add on. I mean, I guess it makes it look better for them because a customer is going to say, oh, I don't have to pay a fee. I'm just paying the menu price when in fact that might not be the case. I'm trying to see if that's the case with some of these restaurants that I like. Not that I have their prices memorized, but I really hope they don't do that. Because if they do, I mean, that that's shady, right? I mean, it, because from a customer's perspective, you know, not only are you assuming that there's some kind of affiliation, or it can be assumed that there's some kind of affiliation between the restaurant and this delivery service, yeah. but all of a sudden DoorDash is representing other prices and it may not be aware that these prices are delivery prices. It may not be clear. Yeah, that's a problem. I mean, this one example, they're, they're claiming they have a cheesesteak sells for $11 and on DoorDash it was sixteen ninety five. It's quite the upcharge on that. So that's a big problem if, if true. Wow, yeah. And it looks like if you go to their website, the top section is, says DoorDash Select and then the bottom section are all merchants. My assumption is that the DoorDash Select are the ones that maybe are aware and have permission and the bottom ones, the opposite, hard to tell. Yeah. And another thing too, you know, you said it is a startup, but supposedly they're worth 600 million, according to some sort of valuation that came about somehow, which, you know, if you're worth that much, you probably should respond to to cease and desist from companies that are yeah. pretty big, I would think, but I don't know. I was going to say also, at what point do you stop being called a startup You know, <laughs> so at, at that point, right? I mean, uh, I'm sure they're making revenue, so they're post revenue, and I'm and I'm pretty sure they're a couple more than a couple years old. So, when does that definition go away? What's the rule? Uh, intermediary. I don't know. <laughs> so usually these just end up settling out for whatever. But DoorDash has made it pretty clear they don't want to do anything. So who knows what they'll probably default on answering. In, in reality, if Internet wins or they cave on this, this is really part and parcel to their business. Because think about it, and I. I guess I'm kind of repeating myself, but if they give up here, that means that anytime another merchant or another restaurant says no, they've set a precedence that they're gonna remove it. And most restaurants would want this service. But I think it's the case where In-N-Out is worried about their image or branding, or maybe like there's a restaurant that wants to have their own delivery service and charge for that. Yeah. And they don't wanna be competing with their own service, you know, competing with somebody else. In those cases, you know, there's gonna be people that say no. So if DoorDash can pull one out here and find some exception to this trademark infringement, because I think on its face, I think it's very clear that 
you know, when it says DoorDash select, and then it gives another logo, a bunch of logos that says all merchant. As a consumer, I think there's still a likelihood of confusion between whether or not there's an affiliation between these merchants and, and DoorDash. So I think they meet that infringement test. Now the, now the question is whether there is some kind of exception to the rule that somehow DoorDash can prove. And I think that's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, and this was just, I mean, I guess by the time this episode comes out, it'll been filed for a couple of weeks. So I'll have to keep an eye on this one, I guess. Yeah, so when this episode is coming out, Turkey Week, so which is very fitting as how hungry I am. Yeah, I actually thought about that earlier. This was a perfect story for right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, you can get your uh, turkey delivered if you want. I'm getting my whole Thanksgiving dinner door dashed to my house. That's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Or Subway. You heard about Jared, right? He just got sentenced for a number of years. He's definitely doing jail time. More years than the uh, prosecutors recommended. So really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. It looks like it gets 15 years. Ooh, 15 years in prison. Yeah. Prosecutors recommended like 12 or 12 and a half. <laughs> wow. Didn't go well for him. Yeah. Not that that's okay or not. Yeah, yeah I don't, I'm sure you that, don't that, really that. hear anyone complaining. So <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Oh, those three and a half actually years. Why did they give that to him? Yeah. Oh, I should say two and a half. But all right. Well, I think that's our episode. And on a positive note, with Subway. <laughs> yeah, the most positive story. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Yep. Keep it sound. Keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.